like some of the stuff you guys you can't plan like we couldn't have planned it to be this way Hey, hey, welcome to Smart AF. I'm your host, Tori Mathis. We have got a great show for you today, so let's get started. Hey guys, what's up? It's Tori Mathis, your host, and I'm here with the one, the only, Sean Mathis. Hello. Founder of Miles Through Time. And I thought we could do a little 2020 recap. Just about the end of the year, getting close here, very close. And uh, you know, 2020 has been a crazy year for everybody. Um, and you know, another it's a crazy year for us too. And so I thought we could just recap what's going on. First time we ever banked our timeshare points. <laughs> this is true. We uh, ha- we're travelers. Like we have we have a timeshare, and we are really good at using every single point and borrowing from other years and man damn covid do you know where we went this year nowhere nowhere at all completely boring no travel no no anything and you know normally we travel in the beginning of the year and for whatever reason this year i don't know if it was the weather or whatnot so we didn't even get a trip in january and february like before this happened our last trip was before christmas last year we went to edisto island uh with family uh, to the beach there. We have a timeshare there. We stayed for several days, hung out at the beach. And uh, yeah, that was the last timeshare trip. That's the last trip we did. Yeah, because once you get back from um, Christmas break, the kids don't really have a whole lot of time off. And to, in between that, that gap, at least, of when all this COVID crap happened. Yeah. So first year ever, no travels, which means that like we have a trip that we've done like every what like five years now six years mm-hmm. um, a conference that we go to that was overseas and no conference this year though no traveling meant we paid off almost all of our debt <laughs> like we made major you know strides at uh, some of our uh, student loans so that was awesome, you know? So sometimes these different years, you gotta give and take and you make it work. And uh, the kids keep saying like, when are we going on a cruise? Like they're ready. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, so luckily, yeah, luckily we're good at being homebodies too. And uh, we've, stuck, we've stuck close. It's not like we have nothing to do. Right. There's no shortage of stuff that needs to get done. So what happened this year? So we actually ended up having to move this year. Right off the bat. We moved right as COVID was starting to happen. So it was jacked up. But it moved us into a house with a pool. We didn't have a pool in the last one. And so, you know, that worked out. So during a lot of this quarantine time, we were moving. We were setting up the new house, setting up our new you know office because, you know, moving our business with us um, because we work from our laptops. And so, you know, even though we moved only five minutes away from where we lived before, it was still kind of a really big deal to, you know, have to pick up out of nowhere and have to move because we were not planning on moving. And they shut down all the the neighborhood pool and all that kind of stuff. So we got to actually still utilize all that for our our personal use. That was nice. That was really nice. Like if you're going to quarantine, at least we got to quarantine in a house with a pool. So that was pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have lived on the lake quite a few times, but we have not lived in a house with a pool. Nope. No. So that was awesome. It it made it a little bit worth it. That wasn't too bad. 
Uh, let's see. So Miles Through Time actually moved the end of 2019. So uh, 2020 was the first year that it opened up at the brand new location. So like that was huge. It was a humongous project, uh, not only moving everything that was going to come over from the other location, but also getting a brand new location ready. You guys had a lot of stuff you had to do to actually get it ready for people to go in. Yeah, I think we had seven pallets worth of stuff that came over from the old museum. Um, and I think, let's see, my Cadillac, um, five, six, like six of the cars uh, from the first location of the museum. So plus mine, seven cars. Uh, no, and then we got three more. So let's say 10 cars total came over from the music, from the old location. So we had to damn near start over from scratch with not only building all new exhibits, but acquiring enough cars to fill the museum again, um, which worked out pretty well. It is. And you've got some really neat new things. And what's cool about it is like, you can't plan this stuff. Like you can say, I want this car, this car, you know, these things, like you can't plan it. It's like so neat that it's like this organic, right? Like, yeah, I think if I had a huge budget and I was just like, and I did, I thought of stuff and I'm like, I'm going to go pay to have that and pay for this, but it's not, it's, you know, it's co-op style. So it really does depend on what somebody else is willing to do for the museum. And then so many people talk without actually following through. I really don't know until they actually make that final leap to, to actually do it. You know, I've got, I've got a 34 Ford right now that's, you know, maybe coming in and it's uh it's been a maybe for, I think two months now. I still don't know. Like I know, I know that I wouldn't know until January. So hopefully towards the beginning of January, I'll know for a fact on whether or not this car comes into the museum. But I, I literally cannot plan that it's going to be in there until I get the phone call saying, okay, it's coming in there, which makes it really difficult, but at the same time, exciting. Yeah. I think it makes it exciting. You know, one of the, the big things with Miles Your Time is that it's always changing and you never know like what's going to be in there. And I think that though you could look at that as like a negative, like really you've changed that. And like, it's not only a positive, but it's, it's one of the things that differentiates you from any other museum that like we know about, like it really does change. New things come in, new displays are being built and it's kind of exciting that you don't know what's going to come in. I mean, some of these, like, would you have thought that like the badges go ahead and like, no, no. like, how, like, go ahead. You got to explain to them what yeah, the badges there, are. There's a, there's an owner in the museum. Uh, well, he's not an owner because he doesn't have any. He doesn't have any cars in there. But he, he's a guy that visited the museum. Um, and Truett, one of the executive directors and curator that's at the museum, he happened to be there when this guy came in. And the guy starts talking to him about these model car diecast collection that he has. And uh, however the conversation went, Truett wound up going to this guy's house after he left. And I uh, saw what, what the guy was talking about that he had. And uh, so then he, he calls me and, and tells me, I wind up going out there, I think within a few days. And so within, I think within two weeks of this, this guy for the first time coming into the museum, something that we never knew, we were boxing up his entire uh, NASCAR diecast collection and bringing it to the museum, including four display cabinets, full-size display cabinets, and then a bunch of other ones, and uh, put that into the museum. 
And this guy's got other cool stuff as well. And, and I mean, I think it was a few, it was a few months after we had taken his diecast collection that, uh, he wanted to put his, uh, first responder badge collection in, in the museum, which again is really neat. Has nothing to do with cars per se. Um, but I mean, if you want to break it down, fire trucks and, uh, but none of that's really relevant because there's history behind it. And, and he's got a lot of passion in this collection. Um, but who sees it in his house? Nobody but him, right? And so he, he, he like, again, is embracing the concept of what Miles Through Time is. And we had an event and he made a point to, to bring this collection to showcase at this event. And it was a temporary display. But the feedback on it was so good that within two weeks after that, he brought a permanent display. And now all these badges rotate on a rotisserie um, inside of a glass lit up display case. And they are you know, over 100 years old, uh, ranging from fire, uh, EMS and police, uh, including a, a, Hawaii, a Hawaii 501 badge, which is the only fake badge in the collection. But it's... Uh, uh, apparently one of the most popular ones he says but it's like it's really neat that that's in there and yeah if you were to ask me if uh, we were going to have a collection of badges in there uh, towards the beginning of the year and I said why would we have that but it totally works and totally makes sense and I think it's exciting that to see like organically like what happens with the museum and it, it's been a really big big year for the museum yeah, not only is the location new this year uh, but the museum became a nonprofit. This year, uh, officially became a 501c3 this year. Um, all kinds of neat, neat things that have happened. Yeah. This year also, if you've seen some of our other videos as well, uh, we decided to take on um, doing a Guinness World Record this year. Sean found a record for the longest parade of Teslas, and we decided, like, we can do that. And so we uh, set out to break a Guinness world record. Yep. The uh, current record was 145 Teslas and we were able to gather 340 um, and then raised over $10,000 for Operation Underground Railroad, which is a nonprofit foundation to help fight human trafficking. And though I think that, you know, I'm proud of the everything that we did for the world record, it has always been like on my bucket list, kind of a dream goals. I wouldn't even say bucket list, just a goal that I have um, that we could donate money to charities that meant a lot to us. Um, and I have an old vision board of Sean and I, like I photoshopped it, that us holding up this really big check. Um, and we were able to do that this year. Now we got a real picture of our son holding up that big check to present to OUR. Yeah, so I think that was that was huge, and I hope that we can do more stuff that we're, we're able to um, yeah, give money back. And I think that that's awesome. That was huge for this year. Yeah, that that was definitely the the best part of the whole thing um, was ra raising that money for something that means some so much, um, and it definitely it seemed to resonate with a lot of people uh, that, it, that you know, either didn't realize, you know, the, the concern there was about human trafficking or they did and they really wanted to be a part of it because of that. So it was neat to have all these people come together for that. And I was super excited that we were able to get it to five digits. Like, 
Like um, when we first, when we wrote the check, the big check, it was I think like eighty one hundred dollars. But since the event, we were we were able to um, get another two thousand dollars, and so we're over ten thousand dollars now. And I think that that's awesome. And that was the goal was was ten thousand dollars, just a good, you know, five digit number to to write down on there, and and we beat it. So that's always a plus. Another huge thing that happened this year for us was Sean finally got a Tesla. He's been talking about this damn Tesla forever. Which led to the whole Guinness <laughs> record attempt. So not only did we get the Tesla, but we decided to go for this Tesla record attempt within a month of owning a Tesla. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I said this before, I thought the Tesla was all hype. And Sean's talking about this Tesla. I am not a sedan fan. Like, I don't want some grandma car. <laughs> Sean likes cars. I really don't. Like, I like I like an SUV or I like, like, a hatchback that's fast. Like, it really did not do it for me. And... So, we got the Model S. I didn't... Not the Model X or 3 or Y or any of those. We got a Model S. Right. So, when I first looked at it, I thought, great. Like, we have a, a grandma's car. Like, I'm not into a sedan at all. Which is so, crazy because that is a sexy car. It, it looks good. It does. It looks nice. But I really thought that it was all hype until I drove this thing. Like, I love that car so much. I want a Model X now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because that is more my style of cars. But oh man, I want we're going to be a little ways from that yeah, one. The, yeah, it makes, <laughs> it makes the other car just boring. Just Boring to drive. Like, it, it really cars, does. These cars really are. Like, everybody's, like, so excited about them that has them. And there definitely is a reason. And I totally get it now. And I love that car. Just to be clear, I wanted a Tesla because <laughs> I knew it was going to be fun. That's it. Mm. Like, I, I, we before that, I, so I, we bought two cars in 2020. Uh, the first one, I... Yeah, man, I bought a lot of cars here recently. <laughs> uh, but some of them were rolling over um, based on other stuff. Like I had BMW wagon and a Silverado pickup truck. That you were rolling one into another. Yeah, I did all kinds of stuff there. And then wound up getting uh, the Lexus NX200. And that was just to, you know, to be in the SUV type vehicle that was going to be safe and comfortable and all that to drive an hour to the to museum. To the museum, right. And that's pretty much all I ever needed this car for. It was the most boring one-hour drive one way ever. I mean, the car looked good. It didn't drive well. I didn't like it. Awful. I mean, it wasn't even like it was comfortable. Bucket. It was gutless. Yeah. It was for Lexus. It felt really cheap. Um, I understand that. And so, you know, traded it in for a Tesla, which right, it, it is like driving a, a crotch rocket motorcycle with air conditioning. I mean, it's just instant so that one hour drive that i get there it can be nice and quiet and peaceful where i can play the entire time and that i mean that's that's really all i wanted and now it's turned into our family daily driver every time we leave it's in that car which wasn't the original intention but you know what's more fun is more fun it is it is a cool car i do i'm a big fan so what else for 2020? Let's see. Uh, yeah, so COVID happened and uh, the economy shut down. And luckily, we live in Georgia and 
things didn't shut down as bad as they did in a lot of other places. However, our marketing agency has clients all over the world and we did lose some clients and we had to, we had some clients cut back. We had some clients leave for a couple months and come back. And so that was definitely a challenge, but you know, like anything else, we made it work. Um, and I'm pretty happy about how everything happened. Um, we tried to keep in contact with our clients that did leave and, and tried to support everybody the best that we could. I know what do you. I think most of our clients, if they did completely go away, they have come back. Um, so all we have left are some clients that we degraded their services a little bit to yeah. make it better for them without actually losing everything we've been working for. Because yeah. we're in the industry that like it, everything takes time and it's constantly building upon itself where if you just drop it you you're almost throwing it all away yeah so it yeah it's hard and we have some clients now that like their their area just shut down again so um yeah trying to work through that with clients with ourselves uh so we started our podcast like we started our smart af podcast uh we did 50 episodes and so you know i think that that's something that we've like I've been wanting to do this kind of thing forever and I just never made the time. I've always gotten really busy with clients, with client work. So I think a little bit less clients and, you know, people stepping back just a little bit. Um, I, I made it a priority and I didn't try to do it myself. And I think that that is really what was able to make it so far a success. I force you to sit next to me <laughs> and talk about shit. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> you know, I have been trying to make videos. I've made like, you know, half a dozen videos and um, didn't show them to anybody and didn't do anything with them because it's hard to like just sit there by yourself. But I feel like we have so much to say and I want to help so many people. And so for me, like this has been huge and uh, 50 episodes done and podcast videos blog posts like the whole whole thing if we had a reality show or the camera crew just followed us around and just caught the moments that we talk about stuff but you know we don't have that so sitting here and creating all this production for everything to to get out and get all this kind of stuff out uh, it's 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 a lot of work it is a lot of work it takes a little bit of effort to to do this especially consistently yeah and you know we know this is not the greatest um but i think that every time it gets a little bit better we've had a lot of issues (laughs) like things have been messed up i've kicked cameras i had we had uh, audio issues um and so you know I'm trying not to be a perfectionist with this. I'm trying to just get content out and do the best that I can right now and hope that every time it's a little bit better. Like like our last ones, I don't think we're better, but that's okay. Like they still went out. (laughs) So if you see them and you think they suck, like this is not the easiest thing ever. We don't have like all these people around us helping us. Like it's us doing this. And, And I'm really proud that we've stepped out because Sean and I like, we love to work. We love to help people, but we don't want to be like out there. Like we are introverts. Like I like to be the man behind the man, like behind the screen, <laughs> which is <laughs> like, who I am. <laughs> so we can't both hide. Um, so it's, it's, it's really pushed us out of our comfort zones. Um, and like, I'm super proud that we're doing this and, and we're going to keep going, um, and, and, and keep doing our best. I think that that's awesome. And in all of this stuff, like I had a YouTube channel forever. I have done nothing with it at all. Um, But in seeing us do this, 
Both of our kids started a YouTube channel. One of them quit. The other one didn't. <laughs> like she is still making YouTube videos. And on top of that, she is uh, recording all of her own videos, doing all of her own editing. She uploads them herself to YouTube. She does the keywords. She does like, she does all of it. Like At nine, nine years old. Like, and so she's getting it and she, she keeps going and, and she's got two. I looked today. She's got two scheduled out because she said she's doing them on Saturdays and she's got two Saturdays ahead of time already. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and so she's learned, you know, different editing software and she's figured out how she can do it on her iPad. So she doesn't have to switch over to the, like she's figuring this stuff out and it's like awesome just to see like this next level that she keeps getting to adding music and just, um, watching YouTube videos to figure out other ways to do it. Like it's been really, really cool to see her do that. Yeah. I mean, Super you got to start somewhere and, yeah. and she realizes that. Mm-hmm. And so do we. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, the other kid. Like he made a few videos, uh, at least he knows how to edit videos. He learned Photoshop. He made some like shirts and stuff like that. So, I mean, even though it's, it hasn't been like his deal and like what he's really like grabbed a hold of, at least he did learn the skills of doing it. Um, and you know, he's a 12 year old boy, like he's like two week guy. So maybe he'll grow out of that, but he's, he's trying other things. So at least he did learn the skills. Um, he did make some shirts and that he went and got, you know, we, got printed. And so I know he's really proud of that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty cool. What else do I have? I've, I've made a list. I have a list of things. So we bought our first stock this year too. Super proud of that. Like we've been talking about buying stock for a long time. And instead of doing that, we have, we know we have investments, but we've always worked through a financial advisor. And in the last few years, a lot of the reading that I've done, you know, about making money and like just, you know, being a better steward of your money is that like these financial investors are, are taking your money and, and taking um, cuts of it, like way too much that you're not getting what you should. So we are taking back control of that. And um, so managing our own funds now. And so we've started to add individual stocks in there, which has been kind of exciting. Like it's not, it's not, you you gotta start somewhere. It's not millions of dollars yet, but you know, it's been cool. So you got a few books and kind of learning kind of how this is. Sean's been doing some research. And so it's kind of like, I love like those new things that you start and it like starts to open this little door. And then all of a sudden, like it's this whole new world that you really didn't know existed before. And I love that. I think it's awesome. Yeah. If you don't have any reason to, to look into something, you know, it, it, it never takes you down that rabbit hole of all kinds of things that you didn't know that, yeah, could be extremely beneficial for you. You know, and finding other people that I found out, like people that I work out with, like they're really into stocks. And so it's gave us something to talk about and kind of just learn some other things about. So, um, yeah, that's been something cool. And I'm really excited to see um, where that goes in the next few years because um, we're going to just sit on stuff forever. And I think that's kind of neat. What else do I have? Ah. You were on Good Day Atlanta again. And I mm. think that's super awesome. Uh, so were you. Well, a little bit. You didn't hide this time. I ran. Ran behind. Again, I want to be the, the man behind the curtain. <laughs> like Oz. <laughs> Except I'm legit. <laughs> so the first time Good Day Atlanta comes to the museum in the old location, you can actually, so this is on the Miles Two Time YouTube page, you can see Tori run away from the camera <laughs> 
that she didn't want to be like the, the guy on the camera pans around and you can see her just don't look at me yeah I it's hilarious <laughs> so this time same scenario uh, but she just stands there and takes it like yeah I'm here filming you from behind well and that's the thing is that I was trying to get our own shots of it and last time I was too so I didn't want me as a goober all like filming you filming me filming you you know what I mean yeah. so uh, yeah so last time I like was like oh no I don't want to be in the shot. Uh, this time I was like, whatever. <laughs> hey, when we did Best of Georgia, we were Best of Georgia, uh, Best Museum, right? Mm-hmm. And so that wasn't this year. That was last year. I am actually in there. I did a whole thing. So I was on camera. Mm-hmm. I was on TV. Not like you. <laughs> that, that, uh, this Good Day Atlanta, though, from this year, somebody watched that video and or not video she she watched it live on good day atlanta and because she saw that she then contacted me at the museum and over the course of a few months of of meeting me and, and talking to me in person and seeing the museum in person and all that kind of stuff we wound up as of has it been a month not a day a month now we took her late husband's collection um Valued at $24,000 of Franklin Mint and Danbury Mint uh, model cars. Um, Plus, she donated all new display cabinets to showcase this collection in, um, which, I mean, nine display cabinets to fit, uh, I think there's 800 cars, 600 cars, something like that. It is a beautiful collection. Total now, the museum's got over 1,300 model cars on display. But this lady's late husband, uh, who passed away five years ago, so she's she's had these cars sitting in his office still, just collecting dust because she didn't want to get rid of them or just sell them off to somebody who didn't care. Like they 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 meant something to to him and they meant something to her. And so when she was able to to learn what milestone time is and everything that we do there, um, it was I mean it, it's exactly what. I've wanted for Miles Through Time is to provide that outlet so that, you know, if you go to Miles Through Time, you'll see this. It's called the Tom Ash Collection. Uh, and, and she lives 30 minutes away from the museum and she's able to go there whenever she wants and see that collection that her husband collected for years and, uh, and know that it's being appreciated by people from all over the world that come and visit the museum. And, and that's just something that you know, she wouldn't have been able to do any other way than other than donate it to the museum. And that's all because Good Day Atlanta came to the museum, which is awesome. It's been a great opportunity for them to come out. Um, you know, you talked about legacy there and, you know, his being able to keep his legacy. One of the things that, you know, I've always wanted to do that, you know, to write the big check and to be able to do that, um, to be able to help people and to leave a legacy. And who would have known that not only can we leave our legacy and like we're creating this, but we're also allowing other people to have their legacy live on as well. And like, you never would have thought that like this would have happened in this, like some of this stuff, you guys, you can't plan. Like, we couldn't have planned it to be this way. We couldn't have like wrote up this whole thing and said like, you know, this is how we're going to do it. Like it just happened because we're willing to step up and, and, and push ourselves out of this comfort zone and then go out there and try things that we don't know is going to work and take these opportunities and try to run with them the best that we can. And I'm super proud of us. 
think it's awesome. So the last thing that I have that I thought was something that we did for 2020 that I thought was pretty cool and I've talked about it in other videos is uh, I did 75 hard and it's a 75 day program. And you know, that was pretty cool. Super proud that went through the whole entire thing. First time, a lot of people, you know, don't make it the first time because it's 75 days in a row. You can check out our video on that. But the thing that I thought was cool with that is that at the end of um, just about the end of 75 hard was the end of October for me. And in October, we did um, in the class that I go work out with, we did Squattober. So it was all working on our squats like the whole entire uh, month. And I improved so much. Like I am blown away at the improvements that I've had in my strength this year. And I think being the fact that, you know, with COVID and it's shutting down and we did not get to work out for three months, three months, like we didn't go to the gym. Like we did like moved, like that was a lot of working out and we tried to do some stuff at home. It's just not the same now. It's not. And so I was really happy that we were able to get back in there and you've really improved as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, some of the things at the, the gym and, you know, keeping track of where we're at and, and how well we do, you know, it's not something that like we're, you know, super anal about, or, you know, like write down every workout or anything like that. But I think because we've tracked, how well we've done. And because the class that I work out with um, does do these fun things like Swattober right now is December. And so we're doing dead December. And so it's all on deadlifts. And actually at the end of this week, I'll be seeing how much I improve there. And I already know like some of the stuff I did last week, like it's, it's crazy how much stronger I've gotten. And I wouldn't know if I wasn't making some type of mark. You know what I mean? You wouldn't know how much how much you've improved unless you kind of were tallying that thing. And I think that that just shows that when you're going towards these goals, whatever it is, like as long as you're able to every once in a while step back and go, okay, this is where I'm at right now. And just as long as you know you're moving forward, you don't have to know exactly where you're going, but being able to, you know, even with the kids growing, we have the spot that we mark them on this because we move, we can't do it on the pantry wall. Holy cow, this year too, the kids are like weeds. We can't mark it on like a pantry wall because we've, we've moved so many times. So we have the shelf that we do it because it's always the same height. And so we know where they're at, but it's easy when they're around us all the time that we don't realize how much bigger they've gotten. And so it's the same way with anything. Like you have to have that little mark and say, okay, this is where I'm at right now. So being able to step back and be like, this is where I'm at. Okay. Then you can look in six months and go, holy shit, like this is where I'm at now. And I think we've been able to do that with, with working out um, and with other things. And it's, it's cool to be able to see that progress of where we've gone. And the kids are giant. Oh my gosh. We, because the kid, because we were locked down, the kids didn't go to school. I didn't have to buy new shoes. My kids are barefoot. I got hippie kids, right? We have hippie kids. And so these kids ran around Half barefoot. The time they didn't even have pants on. <laughs> this is true. No pants, no shoes. And so once school, like they had to actually go and put something more than a flip-flop on, our daughter grew two shoe sizes in like five months like insane how how big they've gotten they're huge they're gonna be taller well bella's gonna be taller than me in no time i give her another year riley is two inches taller than i am like yeah he went from like i think at the beginning of this year almost your height to yeah he's way taller than you yes 
I became little mama. <laughs> big and big. Crazy. Do you have anything else to add? Uh, I don't know. Just like overall, it's easy to, to say that 2021 was a shit year full of COVID. Um, but I think we're pretty good at, at instead of going towards the negative aspect of that, of how oh, this was a crappy year, uh, I mean, focus on all the things that were good that came out of everything. You know, I, you know, for us, at least when, when we think that way, I'd say it was a pretty successful year. It was different. For sure. I don't enjoy going anywhere this year, like at all, not even just trip. Like I don't like going out because of everything. Um, for the most part, I don't have to, you know? So, um, other than that, you know, business has been good. Kids are good. They're in school. Um, we were still able to accomplish a lot of things that we wanted to just do in general that were done. Uh, normal life circumstances happen. We've got to move. Like you still just do it. Yeah. And we, I, I mean, we moved up again still. So as long as we're moving up, it's uh, it's a good thing. So uh, to to wrap it up, I, I'd say it was a unique year, but it was also one of our best, really. And you know what? Next year will be one of our best too. No matter what happens, we'll figure it out. And you just weed out the crappy parts of it and focus on the good parts. The crap doesn't matter. And there's always going to be stuff. There's always going to be some type of issues that come up or problems. And this year just happened to be like fucking weird. Like who would have thought? But <laughs> the biggest blooming flowers come out of heaping piles of shit. Is that true? Yes. Fertilizer. That's my fertilizer reference. <laughs> right? It makes it that much sweeter, right? Crappy, crappy year. But everything that was good in it was really good. Yep. It was. So we hope you enjoyed our 2020 recap. And I, you know what? Do this for yourself. Do this for your family. Do this for your business. Like, sit down and, and write this list. Like, what happened this year? What was good? What went well? You know, what, you know, did we take that was shit and turn into a flower? Like, what are those things? Only the good stuff. Yeah. Don't worry about anything negative. No. What was good that happened for you? Yep. Because you got to have those little notches. You got to, you got to, you have to actually say those things and talk about those things. And, and the more you do that, the more you'll notice that there are those good things and, and how you can pull those things out of whatever happens. Here's another reference for you. Okay. So... <laughs> During the, the actual uh, uh, Tesla record attempt, right, we had all kinds of technical issues. Like we had so many people go to the website for our live feed that it crashed the website. Um, so our live feed was shit during that for a portion of the time. Uh, but even though I can go to the dashboard of the website and look at how much traffic occurred on that day. And so it's, it's a graph, right? So we like graphs. So the, the spike was massive on that day. But what happens the very next day? All the way down back to normal, right? Not quite so low. It still was higher, but it was, I mean, it, it went down, right? So, but when it goes down, just like stocks that we buy this, that we bought this year, um, you know, you watch that go up and down as well. But once it's like, when it's down, you know, it's so easy to go back up. So in reference to, to looking at next year, uh, you, you can go, well, 2021 was down, right? So 2020, did I say 2021? Yeah. 2020 was down. So you could go and like 
that chart, it should go up. It should be easier to, to look at the positive and go up from there. Really, if 2020 was like a fantastic year with nothing wrong with it, chances are 2021, you could go down. So think of it this way. It's going to get even better. 2020 should have been pretty decent. If you don't think about all the negative stuff, 2021 <laughs> will be even better. It will. So if you like this episode, why don't you subscribe to our channel? Why don't you subscribe to our podcast? We'd appreciate it. And we hope to see you in the next episode. Later. Uh-huh. If you want to get smart tools to build your business, go to be smart.com.